Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) That makes me think, um, if you've seen the movie Pretty Woman, one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever is when Ducky does the dance to Otis Redding. And and it's Annie Potts like hanging, she's hanging the records in the front. She goes like, applause, applause, applause. It's so good. And then Ducky comes in and then because Blaine didn't show. Ugh, it's such a good movie. I love a good rom-com. That was actually, fun fact, the first PG-13 movie I ever saw. Felt so cool back in the day. Um, and it's a fantastic film. I love a good rom-com. I'm bringing up romance because tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day brings up very big feelings in people. And I realized this when I was just scrolling through my celebrity news gossip this morning, and there had been a news anchor who just like went on one uh, a couple days ago. And she, like her co-host or co-anchor had asked her something about Valentine's Day. And she basically was just like, fuck Valentine's Day. And just kind of went on a roll. And (laughs) it's just a reminder, people get very Like they either love it, they love Valentine's Day, you know, kids love it because candy and Valentine, it's like cute at school. And then in adulthood, it's kind of like now what, like if you're with someone, you like want it to be cute or you both want to be like a couple that like both resents it and and like 
as if that's also not like a romantic thing that you're both just turning your back on it or you completely ignore it or you commit to like Galentine's Day, you know? So there's varying degrees of it. And and so I realized I never understood what, where Valentine's Day came from. I knew that it was like Saint, probably like a, like Saint Nicholas is Christmas. And there's like, this is like Saint Valentine. So, but I didn't really understood what it was, uh, what the holiday was, where it originated. So I thought what could be fun for today, for this morning to kick off your week, to get you ready for February 14th was to do a little history lesson on Saint Valentine and Valentine's Day. Now, I am not a history buff at all. I enjoy researching. I enjoy learning about new things. If I go to a new city or a new country, I definitely want to have the full experience of learning about buildings or culture or like any kind of historical monument I'm in for it. Like if I go to a castle, I'm one of those travel nerds that's like got the guide and then I get the little like assisted guide and I'm like listening to it and pushing all the numbers and the buttons and nodding my head and like as if I'm going to retain any of this information about this like sink that some like ancient king used for a ceremony that like changed the course of history as if I'm going to retain any of that um, but I'm like very into it. So I decided to use the internet as our teacher today, I went to history.com. I felt like that was probably something we could just assume is going to tell us the truth uh, in in the varying realms of the internet and just got some really interesting, you know, information on, on Valentine's Day and the legend of St. Valentine. So fun fact, there are traces of Christianity and ancient Roman traditions in Valentine's Day, in the celebration of Valentine's Day. Uh, the, the Catholic Church, because that's what I assumed. I, fig- I figured if it's a saint, it's probably Catholicism. I'm not very good when it comes to religion studies or any sort of religious studies, but the Catholic Church actually recognizes three different saints that are named either Valentine or Valentinus, or Valentinus, we don't know. Um, but if you're looking for a new baby name, I don't think that that one's really common. So you could start that trend. Valentinus or Valentinus, all of whom were, uh, all of these three different versions of the saints uh, were martyred because nothing says, you know, nothing says love like martyrdom. It just doesn't. That's nothing says more about a holiday when it's just rooted in martyrdom. Okay. I'm just making myself giggle. Uh, One story goes that I'm going to tell you like the three different versions. Okay. The first one, the story goes that when Emperor Claudius II, he decided that single men were made better soldiers if he outlawed marriage for young men. He was like, we don't need these distractions. I want my soldiers single and ready to mingle with the other side of the battlefield. That's it. So he shut down marriage for young men. And then St. Valentine was like, no, no, no. He defied the decree and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. 
Now, I don't know if St. Valentine was getting any deals on the back end with divorces. I don't know if that was like his angle, like, haha, I'll just like keep these marriages going. I didn't know. I don't know what the divorce rate was back in. I don't know if this is BC, AD. I have no idea. Uh, but Valentine was just like, no, I want these soldiers to just fall in love and get married. So he kept all of these young lovers just getting married. And then when Claudius discovered that St. Valentine was doing this behind his back, he ordered him to death. He had him beheaded as one did back in the day. Um, so, and, and then the second version of like one of the legends of St. Valentine was it was really just based on another version of Valentine, I guess, St. Valentine of Turney. But we don't really know what he did. He was a bishop who just also happened to be beheaded by Emperor Claudius II. So could have been a similar Valentine, could have been a different one. I don't know if Valentine was also maybe a popular name at the time. You know, maybe Emperor Claudius II just executed like the wrong St. Valentine the first time. And then, you know, maybe just the Bishop Valentine and then was like, oops, now I got to get the one who's been, you know, defying my decree of marriage. And, and then he got just both of them. We don't know. You know, these are all just legends of St. Valentine. Now, the third has the most intricate story. So another story suggests that St. Valentine may have actually been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons. And in doing so, before St. Valentine's death, he was imprisoned himself. And in this legend, while St. Valentine was imprisoned, he sent a Valentine greeting, the very first Valentine greeting, to a young girl who was possibly his jailer's daughter, whom he fell madly in love with after she visited him in confinement. Don't know if it's true. But they say, if it was true, I feel like there's, I think there's like a letter. I just took notes from the history, from the history website. So I, but I want to say that they said that the, what makes this one slightly plausible is that there was a letter that was written before his death. And he wrote this young girl, a letter signed from your Valentine. I don't know. Could be that. Could have been that. And we still write that even today. Or Hallmark writes that on their cards. Um, and th Which leads me to also, so then the next thing is you think, all right, so we get to know St. Valentine. We kind of have like a couple different versions of what he did, where it went wrong. And now why the heck is it on Tuesday? Well, this week. <laughs> it's not always on a Tuesday. Um but why is Valentine's Day on February 14th? All right. There's a whole bunch of reasons why Valentine's Day is on February 14th. And it kind of involves this like unofficial official holiday um, of this whole other tradition, like this whole other pagan celebration called Lupercalia. Lupercalia. We don't know. It could also be either pronunciation. I'm not here to pronounce anything correctly. I'm just here to give you the facts in mispronounced form. So Lupercalia or Lupercalia, um, I don't really feel like getting into it because it's a very complicated pagan celebration. You know, it has to do with like goat sacrifices and fertility and ends with like kind of one 
big giant swinger key party that everyone gets married at the end. I, I, it's it's slightly confusing, but fascinating. So if you need something to entertain yourself, you know, and learn about later, I highly recommend looking it up. Um, but for the sake of keeping things moving and just, you know, lighter on the bloodshed so early in the week, we're just going to kind of jump and fast forward to the Middle Ages and, and use that as the reasoning for why we celebrate on February 14th. So we're in the Middle Ages, and it was commonly believed specifically in that time in France and in England, that February 14th was the beginning of birds mating season, which added to this idea that Valentine's Day was meant for romance and love and, you know, the birds doing it. So that is kind of the main reasoning as to why we celebrate on February 14th. We uh, you know, get to celebrate love. And, you know, before springtime, it's all the birds just getting ready to do their little, you know, I don't know if you watch those documentaries of like how birds mate. You know, they like fluff their feathers out. And they like have, you know, all the dude birds have all these like colorful feathers and they just do these little funky dances. You know, so that's, Probably filmed on February 14th, you know, according, according to this, probably. And so the other thing I was trying to figure out is because I learned about St. Valentine, you know, I got kind of a better understanding of why we celebrate on the 14th, which I think is always interesting when someone just decides like, this is the day when it's just a day, you know, you can really celebrate the intention of a holiday on any single day. It doesn't have to be on that day, but we as a society have decided that this is the day. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But then I thought like, okay, well, what's Cupid? No, because everything's about like hearts and the bows and arrows. So then I wanted to learn about Cupid. So Cupid, he's like a whole other thing. This isn't even based with St. Valentine. This is a whole other curveball. Cupid was rooted in Greek mythology. And really the story of Cupid began as the story of the Greek god of love, Eros. Mm -hmm. Eros, according to Greek archaic poets, was this handsome, immortal Greek god who liked to play with the emotions of gods and men using golden arrows to incite love and lust and sex. Okay, arrows. All right. We see you. We see you. I mean, think basically if you're trying to figure out like who Eros was, think Magic Mike, but in lieu of golden arrows, Eros uses a dance routine to Genuine's pony to manipulate everyone and incite love and lust and sex. So just that's like the perfect modern version of Eros. So this was Eros, like the OG Cupid. I'm like getting, I feel like I need to breathe. I don't know why I'm getting so worked up. I don't know if it's Eros. I don't know if it's the coffee. I don't know if it's just like, you know, history and like facts and teaching. I'm just getting all jacked up on, on education. Um, (laughs) But this was Eros. Okay. The OG Cupid. And then along the way, some dude in the Hellenistic period was like, no, rewrite and turned Cupid into some annoying chubby baby with like bows and arrows, which makes no sense. I don't understand how a chubby baby with weapons is supposed to incite love and lust and sex, but basically Cupid took over. That became like the version of Cupid. Eros was out. Cupid, chubby baby with arrows was in. And that brings us to today. And here we are today with Valentine's Day. And today, Valentine's Day, is basically a holiday that makes us think we need to buy things with little hearts on them and feel obligated to go out to a nice dinner and put on a production of adoration for our romantic partners just so that we can post a photo of it on social media and remind the world that someone is obligated to show their affections for them on February 14th. (laughs) Okay, look, I actually don't have a problem with Valentine's Day. I do think it's funny because I get totally suckered into like the whole pressure of it. Like that, you know, when you walk into a Target and there's that little dollar section up front where you never really know what's for a dollar. It feels like it's more of like a five to ten dollar section, but it's just covered with all these like really cute heart-shaped baskets and, you know, things and all. Like I love that shit. I do. And I feel like I need, like always want to make a big production with Valentine's Day. I I love like holidays and decorations. So I actually don't have a problem with Valentine's Day, but I do feel for anyone that gets 
bogged down by what they're, you know, seeing on social media or if they feel lonely or if they just feel pissed off and annoyed at the holiday or if they just feel stressed out because now in the middle of the week on top of managing all their other things that they've got going on in their life, they have to like figure out how to do something romantic for their partner, even though it's like they should be able to do that on any day. It could, you know, as opposed to just like one day, like holiday decided by this dude, you know, a million years ago, like, or in honor of him. So I, you know, I, I get all the angles. I really, really do. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I love it. I love, I, I love chocolate. I love rom-coms. I love heart-shaped food. I do think it's all harmless and adorable, but I, I do feel for anyone else that is annoyed. I feel for that news anchor who just was so, so over it. And I just want to say, you know, today's Monday, we're kicking off the week and yes, tomorrow is Valentine's day, but just remember it is just a day. And truly for a long time, if you start to feel overwhelmed, just remember tomorrow that for a very long time, that day was just a celebration of birds wanting to get freaky with one another. That that's all it was once upon a time, once upon a moon. So feel free to operate as if it's just another Tuesday and, you know, curse the heart-shaped moon tomorrow and everyone else's Valentine's Day or do all the fun, predictable things and post all about it on social media. You do you. You do you. And as for me, I am going to spend the day after learning all of this, I feel it's important for me. I'm going to go spend the day honoring our generation's arrows by watching Magic Mike's Last Dance in the movie theater while eating chocolate and slices of a heart-shaped pizza. And I think St. Valentine would approve. I do. I think he'd be very happy for me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I have two questions from socials, which I'm very excited to answer for you guys. All right. Keep them coming, by the way. I'm always keep every, you know, after this, if you have a question you want to throw in, just go to at Superbloom at a Superbloom pod and send me over a question. I love reading through them and I love picking them out for the week. So let's go. And we have 180 dental. Your question is, uh, when moving out to Nashville, did you leave behind or let go of something that you wish you still had? Ooh. Let's see. I mean, no, I... Yes, actually. Yes, there is something. And I can't find it. I think it just got mixed up. But I used to have... There, there was this, like, I love vintage shops and antique shops. And there was this, it was like a window frame that was turned into art. 
and it was basically made to look like it was, um, <laughs> I'm just realizing what's about to come out of my mouth. It was this old piece of art <laughs> that's made to look like it was from a woman's insane asylum. <laughs> and I loved it. And I had it hanging in my apartment for many years and it's great. It just, it looks like anthropology type, you know, wall hanging art, but it just basically, if you actually read it, it's like such and such is home for the, you know, women of insanity or something like that. And I can't for the life of me find it. And I think it got left in LA. Um, and my, um, Vitamix. Mm-hmm. There was like one box of kitchen supplies that got left in LA and the Vitamix was in it. And is if anyone likes to cook or blend a lot of things or make soups, you know, like there's just something about that Vitamix that just gets the job done. And no disrespect to Ninja and other forms, you know, was it Osler or whatever, what other, other forms of, of Oster. I don't know what the other ones, I, I blocked all the other ones out. Even I don't even see other blenders when I go to a Target or a Bed Bath & Beyond, a BB&B. I only see the Vitamix. Um, so that one, if you can't tell, really, really hurt. And um, my appropriate <laughs> piece of art that I used to keep on my wall um, that honored, you know, that my, my place of, my habitat was uh, my own little insane asylum. And so I, but I, yeah, I have like weird little tchotchke pieces of art like that. I also have a, that's come with me everywhere. I've had it in multiple apartments and houses, um, a holy water dispenser. I got it many years ago. It's like this very large stand-up copper holy water dispenser. And my dream has always been to just like actually finish off the inside um, with just like a layer of some like sort of protectant because it's it's just so the metals don't get in it. I want to fill it with wine. You get it? So then it's wine coming from the holy water dispenser. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of that stuff. I have, I used to collect old photographs. Um, a lot of people were disturbed when they would walk into my apartment because I'd have like a whole wall of like looking like it's my old family heirlooms. And they'd ask, you'd always get asked like, oh, who's that? And who's this child? And who's this woman that's standing alone on the beach? And who's this happy family? And they were just my strangers and photographs I, that I used to collect. I was collecting so many of them that I had to stop and only collect the ones that had messages written on the back. As if when I'm telling the story who, to whoever is like in my apartment at the time, that that's going to make it less creepy. Like, oh, this woman that's standing alone on the beach. No, she's not like a family member, like in my history or ancestry, but she was on vacation, you know, with Aunt Ruth and was really missing her brother at the time. Like as if any of it's less creepy. Um, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. I'm sure you're asking like if, if there was anything like super sentimental that I got rid of, but I've moved so many times in my life that you know, you start to realize it is stuff and stuff can weigh you down. And while it's really nice to have stuff like that, you know, every time you think like, oh, this is the only couch I'm ever going to have. And 
like, oh no, if this plate breaks, this was the one set of plates. And not to say that there aren't people and like that there aren't circumstances. Of course there are circumstances. I, I, that's not what I'm trying to say here, but I'm just, uh, it can, you can, like, I definitely don't ever want to feel like I can't let things go. That is something that I've, um, kind of had for a while. I've been okay with letting things go. And it's totally a practice and it's not easy for everybody. Um, but I don't know 180 dental if you're, if you're moving. Um, but if you are, make sure you have all your kitchen supplies. That's all I'm going to say. Make sure you know where your blender is. Make sure you know where your blender is. All right. Paige Sarah Hawker, your question for cold brew hour is if you could, if I could travel to any year in a time machine, what year would you choose and why? Hmm. I would, I don't know. I mean, look, like I know I've talked about outlander a little bit here, but I don't think I would go that far. Like, I don't think I'm not trying to go back without like some form of modern technology. I'm just not. Um, I like, I probably in an era where there are restrooms and, you know, electrical outlets. Um, I don't know what time period. I mean, when I was, I think when I was younger, it was all very romantic to think like, oh, it'd be so fun, you know, like in a league of their own. It's like, no, there was like really scary war. Like every, like there's, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of pick, pick out like a sweet spot where there wasn't like famine or war, you know, m maybe, maybe 1995. How was 19, like as a child, I thoroughly enjoyed 1995. Like I loved growing up in 1995. So maybe I would just try as an adult, you know, maybe an adult version of me, in 1995 or like 91. That could be fun. Um, whenever, if I ever get the question, like if you could ever see a concert or like dead or alive, like who would you go see or what concert would you see or any artist? Like Otis Redding is my number one. I totally blanked on that song earlier where Ducky dances to try a little tenderness. But I, my favorite, my other thing I love to collect, I mean, my collection is not as extensive as my creepy photographs. <laughs> Um, is specifically, I love live records. I love a live recording. It makes you feel like you're right at the show and you can hear all the people listening. You can hear them dancing and laughing and clapping. And it's just so fantastic. Um, and my favorite, there's also a documentary that's fantastic. It's the Monterey pop festival. And I want to say it's before Woodstock, like 90% sure it's before Woodstock, but highly recommend it. If you've never seen this documentary, watch it. The Mamas and the Papas put on this music festival and it's like, this is where so many people got their like first big start. Like you see Janis Joplin playing in front of, you know, the Mamas and the Papas for the first time. And they're just like, they're, I mean, jaw, Mama Cass, her jaw is on the floor watching Janis perform You've got The Who plays, Jimi Hendrix. That's where he like infamously lights his guitar on fire. It Like in those pictures that you've seen, not that that was like the only time he did it, but it's it's just epic. But Otis Redding performs there as well. And he's just so good live. And he is my favorite artist to collect live records of. 
because he's just so fucking good. He's just a star. And um, that's what I would do. I would, if I could go back in time, I would go back in time and go have the best weekend at the Monterey Pop Festival and see Otis Redding live. That's what I would do. And, uh, you know, rock out to try a little tenderness. And I hope you all try a little tenderness tomorrow and this week. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Monday. Have a great week. This has been a Superboom podcast hosted by me, Candace King, produced by Melissa D. Mons and Diamond and Print Productions and advertisement partnerships with ACAST.